today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Have you sustained a relationship with? Taking the time, willing to pay the price, because you can't have friendships without paying a cost, without willing, being willing to say, I'm going to call, I'm going to take the time. That friendship, those type of friendships, is really modeled in our Lord and Savior Jesus. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. No matter who we are, we're all made for friendship. As Pastor Ed continues his message on friendship, we're encouraged to cultivate deep Christian friendships built on mutual faith and trust in God. Ultimately, Jesus is the example of the best friend we could ever have. He did the hard work to bring us into friendship with God, so we in turn can put forth the effort to maintain our friendships with others. Let's commit to be there for each other. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. shared with them in a loving way, not in a coarse way or a hard way or an offensive way, very diplomatically. And I said, sister, you're grieving the Lord. You're hurting yourself. You can't. And they denied it and they got angry and then they never talked to me again. And to this day, they don't. And I think about that because as a pastor, you want to help people become godly and righteous and holy. I remember visiting some older saints in the nursing home. And they had never been corrected, never reproved, never rebuked. How many of you willingly will accept correction or rebuke? All right, that's a good quality. It's not easy to do that. Pray that the Lord will open your spirit to be able to do that. Because... What happens if you do that, you could change on the inside. But if you don't do that, you stay sort of in this bog. You you never move forward. You have this cap. You have this ceiling. You never get to the next level spiritually. Be that way with your mate where they could sit down and be open with you. And you don't just put the walls up. Marriage is about friendship. I think about my wife and my children. When the children grow older, your relationship changes with them. And you want to, now not so much, you're you're a parent, yes, you always are, but you want to be a friend with them. You know what I'm talking about? And you want to be able for them to listen to you and you to listen to them. You have to be wise in what you say and how you say it. But the ability to simply have a relationship with people where... You can hear them, and they can hear you, and and you're wanting to please the Lord. You have, first of all, this love for God, and you love your brother and sister. But remember, love for God always comes first. It's never second. It's never down the line. I remember once receiving correction from a man of God. 
we would pray together on a regular basis, and it probably was nearly 20 years ago or so, we would pray, maybe 15 years, 20 years, somewhere around there, we would pray together on a regular basis, and one day he said this to me. He said, Pastor, I think you love people more than you love God. And when he said that, it hit like an arrow. I was making an idol out of people and not putting God before people. The Bible says that we're to love God more than anything. And so our priority is to love the Lord. A God-centered friendship. You build it on loyalty to God and you'll be loyal to your friends. You're with them when they're up, when they're down, when they're going through hard places, when they're going through good times. And there's this loyalty. I want you to see also it's not only a God-centered friendship, but it's a character-centered friendship. Your friends can build you or destroy you. Who you run around with, who you hang out with, really has an impact on you. In Proverbs 13.20, it says this, He who walks with wise men will grow wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. And the idea of fools there is a sinner. So if you walk with wise people, people who love the Lord, who are committed to Christ, who are following the scriptures, it's going to rub off on you. It's going to influence you. It was a friendship that was built on character. What drew David and Jonathan together? It was after the battle that Goliath was slain. And there was this conversation that went on between David and Saul, and Jonathan was listening in, and he saw in David a kindred spirit. He saw qualities in him that he aspired to. I'm going to read to you a couple of verses. You see this friendship that was built on character. In 1 Samuel 14, you see Jonathan. He's a man of faith. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, Come, let us go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised fellows. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Jonathan was a man of faith. He was a man who trusted God. Jonathan had the ability to say, Lord, I believe, I trust you. And there was something about Jonathan's character that was sterling, that was just exemplary. And you read about David in chapter 17. He's coming against Goliath. And in chapter 17, it reads, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied, this day the Lord will hand you over to me. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Notice the words, notice the comparison between Jonathan and David. Both of them were men of character. I want to ask you a question. What attracts you to a brother or a sister in the Lord? What draws you to another Christian? Is it their deep devotion for God? Is it their prayer life? Is it their love for the Lord? Is it their, what about their character? 
That should be one of the things that helps us to build a relationship with others. Basically, when you look at the character of people, what type of character do they have? There was a, a psychologist who sort of tried to think what causes us to be drawn to people and what repels us from people. And he interviewed a number of people, and he came up with a list of 10 things, 10 traits that he found always caused dislike. When we looked at people with these traits, we wouldn't feel drawn to them. And here is what he came up with. Number one, lack of dependability, grumpiness, exaggeration. People exaggerate. A tendency to show off knowledge. Sarcasm, a sense of inferiority, being bossy, being critical, finding fault, poking fun behind the backs of others, a desire to dominate others. When you look at your own life, what are the character traits that people see? What are the character traits that you look for in others? This relationship was built on character. And not only was it built on character, but it built character. Not only was it built on the strengths that David had and Jonathan had, and these people were drawn together, these two men, but also it built character into them. The friendship built on character. Listen to the words in 1 Samuel chapter 23. Then Jonathan... Saul's son arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. And he said, do not fear, for the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel. I shall be next to you. Even my father Saul knows this. What happened with Jonathan, I believe, is he helped David not take revenge on Saul. There were a couple of times in Scripture where David could have killed Saul, but he refrained from doing that. And in part, I believe it was Jonathan's influence because they had a covenant together. They had a relationship together. And Jonathan encouraged David in his relationship to God. A good friend will strengthen your marriage. When he hears about the difficulties that all marriages go through, he'll be there to strengthen you and say, hang in, do the right thing. A good friend will help you think clearly and think accurately and won't always agree with you. If you have somebody who always agrees with you, you don't have a good friend. You just have a chameleon. A good friend will challenge you, will help you, will help you in your relationship with God. Henry Van Dyke said, it is one mark of a friend that he makes you wish to be at your best while you are with him. Are there people that bring the best out of you? You know when you hang out with some people, you come away and you don't feel good? I mean, you feel icky, you know, you just feel like, oh, I gossiped, oh, I complained, oh, I had the wrong attitude. Or, you, know, you come away, 
and you just feel like, I got to get sanctified. (laughs) But there are some people that just bring the best out of you. You're with them and you want to serve God better. You're with them and you want to be a better Christian. You're with them and you want to do a better job for the Lord. And they just bring the best out of you. That's the way Jonathan and David were. Uh, General Grant had a great friend, John A. Rollins. John A. Rollins challenged Grant to stop drinking. Grant would drink a lot. And he made him promise that he would stay sober and he would abstain from alcohol. It was uh, during wartime. And during this time of war, Grant broke his promise. Rollins went up to him and confronted him in an appropriate way. He was his chief of staff. And he confronted him. And if you go to Washington, the capital, there's a beautiful monument with Grant sitting up on that horse and two battle scenes to the right and left of him. But if you go down to the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue, there's a rather plain statue of Rollins in Rollins Park. If it was not for Rollins, Grant would have never been on that horse never would have had that monument, never would have achieved what he was meant to achieve. There are people that God has put in your life. If you'll cultivate that friendship, if you'll cultivate that relationship, it'll bring out the best in you, and you'll achieve far more than you possibly could achieve had you not had that friendship. Maybe this week you need to get the phone and call him up. Maybe you haven't talked to him in a long while. You know... We so often forget that it takes work to sustain friendships. We all get so busy. We all get on that merry-go-round of doing things that we neglect the relationships that God has ordained for us. This friendship was built on character. Jonathan and David were drawn together because of this mutual faith and trust in God and this mutual character that both of them had. They built each other up so that they could be more together than they were alone. It's something else. The last thing I want you to see, they made a covenant. They made a covenant. There was a covenant-centered friendship. Several times in the scripture it says they had a covenant. Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as he loved himself. It was a covenant-centered friendship. What's a covenant-centered friendship? A covenant-centered friendship is commitment. Where you make a commitment to help your friend out, to be there when they need you. A commitment to friendship. In 20 verse 42, Jonathan said to David, go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying, the Lord is witness between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever, forever. I have a friend who was the best man at my wedding. He's gone home to be with the Lord. But I think about his son. His son has grown up without a father, and we talk occasionally, and I have him in my heart, 
and mind. And I think about that friendship. It's not only to be when he, Jay was alive, but now he's home with God. And now I, I want to think about his family. When Jonathan died on the battlefield, after David was king, he remembered that friendship. He remembered that relationship. And he said, David asked, is there anyone left in the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Friendship between David and Jonathan went beyond just the moment, just a few years. It extended through the years. Is there a friend? And somehow... You need to call up and maybe pray for that child. Maybe that friend is in heaven. Maybe that relationship, they're no no longer able to minister to their child. Maybe they're in some nursing home. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend is always loyal. And a brother is born to help in time of need. To be there when they need you. They're going through a crisis Take the time out to make a phone call. Take the time out to send a letter. Take a time out to go and be with them. That's what friendship, Christian friendship is about. They said that the early church, oh, how they loved one another. Who could you call at 2 o'clock in the morning to help you if you were in need? Who could you call if suddenly everything in your life was falling apart? Who could call you? Who could pick up the phone and simply say, right now, I'm in trouble. And you know that they would be there for you. Chuck Swindoll says, if you have one friend like that, or two, the most three, you are rich. David, at his lowest time, could find Jonathan. And Jonathan encouraged him in the Lord, strengthen his hand in the Lord. There was a commitment. Someone has said the best exercise for the heart is to reach down and pull other people up. That is. There's a poem I want to read. It says, There are those who pass like ships in the night, who meet for a moment, then sail out of sight. With never a backward glance of regret, folks we know briefly, then quickly forget. Then there are friends who sail together through quiet waters and stormy weather, helping each other through joy and through strife. And they are there, they are the kind who give meaning to life. Yesterday, As I was working on the sermon, I thought about a friend I hadn't talked to in a long time who we've had a friendship for maybe 40 years. And I called up Dan and I said, boy, we've only talked three times this year. Let's talk. Let's talk. Reach out and touch somebody. I mean, really touch them. There was an artist Uh, A sculptor who came from Japan and he was displaying his works in the museum. And he had a little tag on the works. Reach out and touch. 
opposite of what we often see on works of art, don't touch. And I think in our culture, we put these signs up, don't touch me. Don't get too close. Real friendship involves touching people in their hearts, helping them at their deepest need, not forgetting them, having that type of covenant relationship. That covenant relationship really will cost you. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. Sometimes you have more than they. I was talking to someone in our congregation who has that type of covenant relationship. Many years ago, they established a friend. It was between two sisters in the Lord. And their friendship, they made a covenant. Actually, her daughter was engaged to get married to her friend's brother. And they realized that that marriage just wasn't going to work during the engagement period. And so... They made a covenant, no matter what happened with her daughter, her brother, they would be friends. All the invitations had been sent out, and five weeks before the wedding, this woman's daughter realized it wasn't going to work, and so they sent her out of town. They canceled the wedding, and there was friction between those families, except except for these two sisters who had made a covenant that no matter what happened, They would remain friends. And through the years, they met throughout the United States and even overseas. And they prayed together, they talked together, and that friendship is literally decades. Who have you sustained a relationship with? Taking the time, willing to pay the price, Because you can't have friendships without paying a cost, without willing, being willing to say, I'm going to call, I'm going to take the time. That friendship, those type of friendships, is really modeled in our Lord and Savior Jesus. He laid down his life for us and he calls us his friends. And we can learn what friendship is all about by looking at Jesus Christ. I want to ask you this morning, what's your relationship to Jesus? Do you know the friend that will stick closer than the brother? The friend that whenever you are in trouble, he will be there. The friend that will always tell you the truth, that will always be out for your best, that will always... Be there. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He truly is the friend that will walk in when all other friends walk out. He knows you better than anybody. He knows your past. He knows your future. He knows everything about everything in your life. Oswald Chambers said it this way. The dearest friend on earth is a mere shadow compared with Jesus Christ. This morning, have you paid the cost of that friendship with Jesus? Are you maintaining that friendship? Do you know Christ? Do you have a relationship with him? 
That's the friend that will walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death when life is all over. That's a friend that will be with you when the bottom falls out and when you just need somebody there for you. Do you know that friend? Is he Lord? We're so glad you joined us today for another edition of Building in Faith. As Dr. Ed Jones teaches more from the incredible life of David, we hope that you've been encouraged by today's message and that you desire to seek God's will for your own life. Following God is an adventure and definitely goes against the grain of the world, but it's filled with the freedom that grace provides and blessings beyond compare. Would you like to know more about having a relationship with God? We'd love to tell you more. Please give us a call at 845-462-5955 and let us share how Jesus has changed our lives. If you'd like to learn more about the Building in Faith radio ministry or to hear more messages from Pastor Ed, visit our website at buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll also find more information about Pastor Ed and the activities for your family at Faith Assembly. Our church has weekly services on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and again on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We would be honored to have you join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area. Each service is spent in fellowship with other believers, learning more about our Savior, and praising Him for all that He has done for us. Give us a call for more information. Our number again is 845-462-5955. We hope today's message has blessed you, and that no matter what is happening in your life right now, you're turning to Jesus for the love and guidance you need. Please join us next time on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed dives deeper into the life of David. Your word restores and heals